I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Hey, good morning, and thanks to the help uh, you receive from ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, will uh, he will help you keep it running. Good morning to you, Dan Burns. Good morning, Denny Long. How are you, sir? I'm doing quite well. I was uh, listening to that forecast, seeing we're going to be near 85 today. I think I think it's going to be a car washing day, in, interior and exterior. What do you think? <laughs> It is a it is a car washing day. It's beautiful, and uh, also uh, we all know that that's an important thing to do when it comes to the maintenance of your car. You know, cars are so expensive, and they need to be maintained. <clears throat> and one of the things that we need to do to keep them from rusting out in this climate is to keep them clean. And uh, washing them and waxing them and polishing them is a great way to do that. And also. Uh, when you wash it, especially this first springtime, get under there with the garden hose and, and, and spray underneath and, and get all of the uh, debris and crud out from under the fender wells uh, where things, you know, where salt and corrosion seems to gather and, and uh, get all of that cleaned out of there because that's also where rust seems to most commonly uh, be created. So... Get under there and clean it out, and and that's a great idea. And then get the get the floor mats out of your car and get those all washed up. The you know the carpet the carpeted uh, type floor mats get all full of salt, and uh, you wonder how to get that off. But oftentimes, if you just add a little water to it, that uh, that salt debris softens up and will wash away. And then it's going to be a nice, warm, sunny day, so you can let the floor mat sit out in the sun, and they'll dry up nicely for you. That was going to be my next comment, because I looked at uh, yesterday when I was driving the floor mat, I thought, boy, these can get pretty nasty over the winter, even though I've cleaned them at least once uh, during. But, you know, when the water, the outside faucets are turned off, you don't have that much of an opportunity. I'm not going to take it in the shower with me. You know those floor mats, <laughs> but but uh, it, indeed it'll be great to get uh, some and vacuuming and all of that stuff. So, yeah, good day for that for sure. Uh, if you have any kind of a car care question, um, whether it be a car, truck, or van, and you need to bring your vehicle in for service, but you kind of want to know what what could be uh, ailing, so you're not uh, kind of caught 
blindsided. Uh, call or text Dan. He'll give you some idea what might be ailing. Six five, same number, by the way, 651-989-9226, 651-989-9226. Somebody sent a text. Actually, it was an email, Dan, uh, that I'll paraphrase uh, this past week after you left last week's show about are there differences in oil filters? In other words, do you get what you pay for? Well, you know that, Denny Long. Oh, yeah. As <clears throat> You're very, very particular on your oil filters. In fact, so much so that that you bring your own. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> you've done the research and you've done the shopping and you know which oil filter is best for your car. And uh, there absolutely is a difference. And over the years, I've taken the opportunity to actually disassemble some oil filters and mm. compare the differences. Are and, there differences? Yeah. There are differences. You know, oil filters have things um, like bypass valves in them. And as the, if you don't change your oil properly, the, uh, the paper filter, or it's not paper, but whatever that element filter is, uh, gets plugged. And when it gets plugged, if, if you did not allow the oil filter to bypass, then uh, you, you'd, you'd lose flow of oil through the engine. And so the oil filter has the capability of bypassing. And, the, you know, that bypass valve is very, very important. If it, if it fails, uh, the uh, oil filters or the oil is not being run through the filter to be cleaned. You know, if it fails in one way, if it fails in another way and the, and the paper filter does plug, then it will restrict the flow. So that sort of stuff is very, very important. And, you know, the oil filters are not generally real expensive, um, but when you think about what they do and and how important they are to a car, it's worth spending an extra dollar or two on them to get the very best that you can. Yeah, especially with uh, with synthetic oil, and you're going to change it instead of three thousand, maybe around five thousand. So you're going a few, and some uh, manufacturers recommend ten thousand zero twenty oil. Is there any harm in uh, putting in five twenty in it? Um, no. Uh, you know the the short answer is no. It it won't hurt anything. The and and actually the viscosity on those two oils is very very close and. Uh, one thing to note is that a 020, at least as far as I know, all of the 020 oils are synthetic. So if you're going to put 520 in, be sure that you put a synthetic oil in also. But my advice to people is still that the manufacturer designed the vehicle to run on 020, and that's what I would recommend that you run the vehicle on also. But if for some reason you can't get 020 or it's not available in your area or whatever, and you want to use 520, that'll be fine. Go ahead. Yeah, if somebody's in an emergency pinch, uh, do it, and then maybe the next oil change, you get rid of it. And, uh, yeah, get back that's one it. more thing to remember, too, Denny, is that uh, in a pinch, if your car is low on oil, uh, put some oil in it. doesn't matter what it is, but uh, you do not want to run the vehicle mm. low on oil. So, uh, yeah, if you're, if you're stuck and the vehicle's low on oil and you need to fill it up, just put oil in it. That'll be fine. Very good. All right, I tell you what, let's do this, Dan. Let's take a break. Again, invite a little. We have more texts coming in. So don't wait if you have any kind of a car care question for Dan Burns. Uh, he, again, if you're new to the show, thanks for joining us. Dan has uh, been helping us out here in CCO for like 25-plus years, helping you out. Send in your text at 651 989 
Dan will uh, help you out uh, before you have to bring in your vehicle for service. Give you some idea of what may be ailing. Again, 651-989-9226 for your text questions for Dan Burns. Right now in the Twin Cities, we have moved uh, along with a thunderstorm, rain, fog, mist. CCO temperature reading 67. Stay with us. And a good Saturday morning to you. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with ASC Certified Technician Dan Burns, answering your car care questions. Dan is at uh, Lloyd's Automotive. Uh, exactly where in Grand Avenue, Daniel? Well, we are exactly at 982 Grand Avenue, Denny, which is right between Lexington and Victoria on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-I-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net. Or give us a call. We'll be here this morning even at 651-228-1316. Very good. We'll get you that number, that info, before Dan leaves us uh, today. Uh, if you have a car care question, send a text. That's the way to get in, 651-989-9226. Here's one. I know we get uh, uh, additive questions from time to time, Dan. Uh, again, uh, product Seafoam. It's a 2019 Chev Malibu. Is it okay to pour in the oil reservoir and fuel tank every few months? That comes from Mike. Well, it's uh, it's probably okay. I think probably adding oil additive every few months is probably uh, you'll have to make sh- you'll have to watch the oil level and be sure that you're not overfilling the oil in the process of doing that. So I I wouldn't probably wouldn't recommend doing that one every few months. But to put a fuel additive in every few months is just fine. And uh, uh, not sure it's necessary, but it's just fine. If you've been using it your whole life and grew up that way and, and it has worked well for you, then go ahead and do that. That's a great, That's just fine. Okay, good. I know what your answer is going to be to this one. Can you get 500,000 miles out of a car? You know, I have not. Yes, you can. <laughs> it, it takes a long time to get to 500,000 miles, and uh, I think that uh, we're going to uh, be seeing more of that probably, but uh, I, I personally have not seen one that high. I know I've seen one at you know, it, it, more than 300,000 miles, but I don't know if I've seen one with 500,000 miles. If you do the math on that, that takes an awful lot of miles per year to uh, add up to that. So, uh, you know, the trouble we run into with vehicles is they you know, the interior and the exterior and the body and everything gets worn out and rusty right. and nasty. And so that that's a big reason they don't last that long. But as far as keeping the engine and transmission and the rest of it going, that's what we do. We do that all the time. Yep. Very good. Thanks for that text. Again, 651-989-9226. Here's one about a Toyota Sienna van. All of a sudden, the sliding door behind the driver's seat will not open. Any suggestions or ideas? This is very inconvenient. Yeah, you know, we do see those sliding door, that sliding doors that cause problems quite often, and uh, oh, we just lost Dan. Oh, wait, I'm sorry. There we go. There he is. Okay. It's this, it's this new microphone, Dan. That's right. I'm not quite used to it. I'll, <laughs> okay. I'll get the hang of it. All right. Uh, 
I push the button and then I push it again and think that it's back on, but I, it wasn't. So anyway, but we've seen problems with those uh, uh, sliding van doors. We see quite a bit of that actually because there's, as the door is opening and closing, there's an awful lot of moving parts that are going on with those. And so, but to, to answer your question, it certainly can be fixed and we do it all the time. Oftentimes, if you're not able to get it open at all, oftentimes we'll have to maybe get that rear seat out of the way and take that uh, inner door panel off so that we can get in there and release the latch and and, uh, and get the door open. And then once the door is open, uh, then we can do some repairs on it to figure out why it's not working. Um, but. Sometimes it's a little complicated to actually get it open when it's stuck like that. But we do it, have done it many times, and it certainly can be done. It's doable. It's fixable. Good. Uh, here's a phrase I've, I guess I haven't heard. It's, I'm guessing it's just a key fob. The question is, is there a difference between a proximity key made by a dealership and a proximity key made elsewhere? My friend found a place that makes a proximity key for about 60 bucks much more at a dealership. Am I correct in assuming that's a fob type it, of key? No, it's, it's the fob or it's the the key that actually has a little chip in it mm. so the car recognizes the oh, key. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> I know that they're available on the aftermarket. And I, um, I have found that the aftermarket ones work fine. I know that if you do use, I mean, if it works once, it'll. I, there's no reason that it shouldn't continue to work. So if you go into the <clears throat> hardware store or wherever it is that you're going to have that key made, just be sure that it works. And if it does, I think it would continue to be just fine. Okay. By the way, we're accepting your text messages uh, at uh, 651-989-9226. Still having issues with our phone system here at CCO. 651-989-9226 is that text number. And if you have any kind of a car care question for Dan Burns, now is your chance. Here is one, Dan, that says, looking to put some sporty wheels on my Escape. Uh, anywhere I can look at wheels in the Twin Cities, and if I'm going to have uh, two, two sets of wheels and tires, how do I do the air sensors? Well, uh, they, they, uh, I'll just mention one name that I, I know where, this, where people order tires from is Tire Rack. And you actually can order uh, wheels and tires and sensors and the whole thing for your car and uh, it'll come all assembled. They'll actually ship them right to you. And I know Tire Rack's just one example, but there's a bunch of different tire companies that do it that way. And uh, sometimes after the sensors are shipped, they need to be reprogrammed to your car. Um, but the tire companies are actually pretty good about knowing uh, all about your car and, and how it works and, and what needs to be done in order to do that. But in the spring and fall, uh, we have customers that will order wheels and tires that way and then ship them, you know, directly here and and have us put them on for them. So uh, any of those tire companies are pretty good at knowing how it works with your particular car. And those sensors are all different. Some of them are just fine. That You know, they're just, if you just put the tires on your car, the car, the car will find the sensors and know that they're on your car and some other cars the sensors have to be programmed specifically to your car and and if that's the case uh, any shop can do that for you 
Yeah, you mentioned tire rack, not to plug them, but I mean, I've used that very thing and had them sent to Lloyd's Automotive, and uh, you guys did the rest. Yeah, it's pretty easy, and uh, they, they they know what they're doing. You know, it's pretty slick. All right, I'll tell you what. Time for a look at the forecast, and I invite our listeners, Dan, to join in on the conversation. Again, any kind of a car care question you might have, you have some issues with your car, your truck, your van, send it in via text at 651-989-9226. Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive helping us out as usual here on a Saturday. Stay with us on News Talk 830-WCCO. And good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Denny Long here, along with Dan Burns, who is an ASC certified technician at Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul, answering your car care question via text this morning. How do you get in here? 651-989-9226 for your text questions. Here's one, Dan. Uh, 2013 F-150. The indicator showing the gear is in has quit working. What's the probable cause of this problem, you think? Um, well, I, I'm pretty sure that on a 13, that's an, that's an electronic component. In other, way, in other words, there's a switch down on the um, transmission that sends a signal to the computer, and then the computer moves the uh, light or the uh, button on the <clears throat> shift indicator and uh, to indicate which gear you're in. And if that's not working, we have seen quite a few problems with that uh, selector switch down on the transmission and uh, sometimes it'll actually cause trouble where the where the vehicle will have a drivability problem caused by that it sounds like in this case it's just not reporting but at any rate the diagnostics portion of this would be for us to hook up our scan tool uh, to the to the computer and interface with it and see if it's reporting to our scan tool. And if it's not reporting to our scan tool, then we'll know that it is the selector switch down on the transmission and that would need to be uh, probably either repaired or more likely replaced. Okay. Let's see, what kind of a vehicle? This is a 2000 Toyota Avalon. It says, my car sways in the rear end when taking corners at 40 mile an hour plus. Uh, New Michelin tires, new rotors, pads, and all four new calipers. New rear complete strut assemblies, new rear sway bar bushings, new stabilizer end links on all four corners. Sway bars are good. All four rear control arms seem good. Uh, Both trailing arms seem good. Nothing is bent. Uh, My trusted mechanic did a four-wheel alignment after all this. It's better, but it still sways in the rear. Do you have any ideas? Could it be trailing arm bushings? Yeah, it could be, but they would know if uh, if those are loose, they would know that and be able to identify that. I think if you've, uh, first of all, if this problem occurred after they started replacing parts, then I think you should go back and uh, examine some of the parts that you put on. For example, if the struts that they installed are not working correctly, maybe one of one or two of them, one or both of them are defective. Uh, that certainly would cause your problem. But I'll tell you what, with the list of stuff that you've installed on the vehicle, I can't think of anything else that it might be. Uh, so I think you should go back and check some of the work that has already been done. Okay. Yeah, especially since you know your uh, your mechanics so well. Uh, let's see. Here's a, 20, a 2008 Enclave. 
Sometimes uh, Texas says, I turn the key on, everything comes on, radio, etc. Occasionally, when I turn to start, nothing happens. Second or third try, it starts. I've replaced the crank relay, but that did not fix it. Hmm. Yeah. You know, the, um, that's going to take some diagnostics to see what's going on. And it, it might seem like it's a complicated uh, procedure to diagnose that, but it's probably not. It's uh, uh, usually in our business, if, if the vehicle will act up consistently, it's pretty easy to fix. When we get these intermittent things that only happen once a month, that gets pretty challenging because I can't duplicate the problem in the shop, and then you have to start doing a little bit of guessing. But but if it acts up consistently, uh, and we have all of our computer equipment hooked up to your vehicle, we should be able to see what's going on and know which signal or what components uh aren't performing and then be able to diagnose it from there and, and get and do a repair. So I think if you just bring it in and, and uh, spend a little bit of money on diagnostics, you'll get right to the bottom of it. All right. Here, here is a battery question, but it's not about a car. It's about a boat. Uh, it says, I use my boat, but r- rarely use the boat, as a matter of fact. And the, the question is, how long should an AGM battery last? Not sure what that is. Marine well, battery? Yeah. They, you know, they're... Uh, um, they should last a long time, but batteries are one of those things that need to be used. And if you don't use them, you lose them. And uh, so that, in a car, the same thing is a story. If, if you, the car sits all the time and the battery goes dead, that's really that cycle is really hard on the battery. The battery is meant to be, uh, you know, used. In other words, it's meant to crank on the vehicle and then have the alternator charge it back up. And, you know, that's how they're happiest, and that's how you get the longest life out of them. If they're allowed to go dead or allowed to cycle very low in the process, that's, that's really hard on the batteries. So my suggestion would be uh, maybe get a, uh, one of those keep-alive battery chargers and, uh, you know, charge the battery from time to time, and you'll get a longer life out of it. But generally, I would say... With batteries, Denny, we've always thought maybe five years or six years, the battery's uh, getting pretty old, and you and you might want to just replace it as a maintenance item. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, this uh, just a simple sentence here. It says, "Battery, where does the green wire go? The negative side of the coil." Hmm, that's all the sentence says here. Doesn't yeah. say anything else. I'm not. I, I, I'm not sure with the color of the wires, but I can tell you that. Whenever I have a question about a wire that uh, that I can't get an answer to, I look the vehicle up in our information and and look for a wiring diagram. And the wiring diagrams are very clear on you know what the wires are, what colors they are, and uh, you know what they're where they go. And uh, so I think that's probably where I would refer to you to as to a wiring diagram. Okay, very good. If you're just joining us, Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive, as usual, helping you out via text this morning, 651-989-9226 for your text question. Here's one, Dan. It says uh, we have a 2014 Ram truck. Does the transmission fluid have to be changed, or do you leave it alone? It has 90,000 miles on it, and I haven't had any trouble uh, with it, any problems. Well, I have a good idea that, that it does not require any maintenance, but... 
If you look in your owner's manual, you'll find the answer to that. There'll be a uh, maintenance guide, and you know, I would say many vehicles, but not most anymore. Uh, the transmission fluid can be changed. Uh, maybe most vehicles nowadays have a lifetime fluid, you know, a synthetic lifetime fluid in them, and they do not need service. And uh, I would recommend whatever the manufacturer recommends. Uh, speaking of manufacturers, and of course they vary, but what, what do you see there at Lloyd's as far as coolant, as far as radiator flushes, uh, unlike the old days? Is that is that the same thing? It's long periods of time between, or what's the deal? Oftentimes, most of the time, uh, tr- you know, coolant gets changed probably most commonly when we're doing some sort of uh, coolant cooling system repair, and. Uh, Rarely will we save the old coolant and put it back in. Most often, we'll drain the coolant out when we're doing a repair for putting a water pump in or a, or a uh, radiator or something like that. We'll drain it out and put new coolant back in. But um, again, many manufacturers now have a lifetime type fluid that they put in, and uh, I would recommend whatever the manufacturer recommends there. Uh, if they do recommend... Um, changing the coolant, I would also recommend putting the exact same coolant back in the vehicle. I know, Denny, you've seen on my workbench, I've got eight or ten different kinds of coolant mixed up and ready to go for different types of vehicles, and that's what it takes anymore. There's uh, lots of different varieties, and uh, I think it's important that you put the right mixture of coolant back in because it has additives and so forth that are designed for that particular vehicle and to keep the inside of the engine and the components working properly it wants those additives. I also see in your workbench a computer uh, and if uh, there's no guesswork if uh, you know a a customer comes in and said I need an oil change uh, or whatever the case may be uh, you and your guys look at this stuff you're very definite about what goes in, chemicals or otherwise, on that particular vehicle. You leave nothing to chance there. It's another thing I've seen. Even though I've told you, yeah, I know how much oil goes in mine, you double-check to make sure, which is a wise thing well, in that case. We're taught never to believe the customer when it comes to stuff like that because I have to, I'm the one who's ultimately responsible That's for true. it. But you're right, Denny. There's two computers on my toolbox, and because I'm old, that's been a steep learning curve for me to stay current on all that sort of stuff. But the, boy, the guys here at Lloyd's, they are just all about uh, the information that we get from our computers and pretty much any car that that, uh, comes in here, pretty much the first thing they do is plug into it Mm -hmm. and interface with it and get the information that's going on. And, and, you know, even oftentimes that's the easiest way uh, to reset the maintenance light after an oil change is to just plug in and plug my computer into yours and push a couple buttons and it's done. How about that? Tell you what, if you're just joining us, uh, you got an extra shot at it because uh, because of technical difficulties. No Jack Farrell show today. Dan is going to help us out here, help you out uh, for a few more minutes longer. So don't wait. If you have any kind of a car care question, take advantage of the time Dan uh, is going to be with us today. Send him a text at 651 Nine eight nine nine two two six. Let's do this, Dan. Let's take a break, 
Come back on the other side with more uh, text questions. Again, 651-989-9226 for your car care questions for Dan Burns from Lloyd's Automotive on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Back in a moment. In the Twin Cities right now, more showers on the way. It's 67 degrees. Stay with us on Grand Avenue in St. Paul. Back in a moment. In the Twin Cities right now, more showers on the way. It's 67 degrees. Stay with us. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Car Care Show. Some uh, what we might call extra innings because of uh, technical difficulties uh, to getting Jack Farrell on here. Uh, we hope next week to have Jack back on. In the meantime, Dan has uh, kindly uh, added some time to his uh, his work schedule here. If you have any kind of a car care question, take advantage of it. Uh, send us a text at 651-989-9226. All right, Dan, here's another one. It is a 2001 Saturn SL2. The engine seems to run very hot. It doesn't register on my temp gauge, but when I open the hood, I notice it's very hot for a long time. Oil and fluids are all full. What do you think can cause this? Just old age? <laughs> I think that you can. I think that you probably can trust your uh, gauges. I, I would suspect that they're reading accurately. Um, if you're not having any other trouble, and uh, by opening the hood and feeling the heat under there. It's hot outside, and uh, that heat is, you know, getting retained on all those metal parts. The uh, vehicle actually runs at over 200 degrees, and, um, you know, if it was much over that, you'd be having trouble with the vehicle boiling over and all that. So I think the fact that uh, your gauge is reading accurately and not showing that it's running hot, I think it's probably just fine. And I think when the weather cools off, you'll find that when you open the hood, it's not quite as hot as it used to be. Okay. Uh, another one says this, Dan. I've got a window that squeaks when it goes up and down. I assume, Texter says, it's the window rubbing on the rubber insulation. What can I do to get this to quit? You know, with the, uh, there's a, the, a, a clear silicone spray that you can spray on all of those rubber components and it will lubricate them and soften them and uh, make that work real well. Before you spray that silicone on, take a rag and, and a, a screwdriver and clean out all of the uh, spaces before you lubricate them and, uh, and uh, you know, see if that helps. Okay. Uh, the, sometimes these text messages come in late, uh, at least the, the follow-up uh, or the rest of the question. But this was, says, hi, Dan. Let me back up a little bit. It says, I'm installing a tachometer in a Ford uh, 460 motor. It has three wires. One is black for negative side of the battery. One is red for the positive side of the battery. Here again, this is the follow-up. Where does the green wire go, negative oh. side of the coil? Uh, that's correct. Yes, oh, okay. the w th that's the uh, that's the signal side of a coil. That's the side of the coil that the engine is actually firing to make the spark. And so that is exactly where you would put that green wire uh, would be on the negative side of the coil. Well, good. Thanks for clearing that up, listener. Uh, let's see. Here's one. Uh, how does one eliminate alloy wheel bead corrosion resulting in loss of tire pressure? Well, I know what you guys do there at Lloyd's. Yeah, and sadly, it's not the best solution, but it's the only one we have. 
and that is to take the tire and uh, off of the wheel, clean the wheel up real well, put some lubricant on there, and then put it back together. The reason that they are getting corroded is because the clear coat finish, the, the paint, you might call it, has started to deteriorate and is coming off. And um, because of that, it corrodes. And, you know, to really fix it right, you'd have to take it all apart and paint it again. And that's cost prohibitive. People just won't do that. So uh, if you take it apart, clean it up real good, put some lubricant in there, and then put it back together, you'll find that it works just fine for, uh, for a number of years again. Well, here's the text that we just have to help, Dan, and I'll read it. Uh, this texture has two vehicles, two radios, live in Chaska. All I get is static. Can barely hear WCCO. What can be done to fix this? Let's get on this right away. <laughs> uh, that's right. That does need to be fixed right away. And, and uh, if you're not getting, if you're not receiving AM radio, it's because there's something wrong with your antenna. And uh, the only, you'll have to bring it in and get some help with this. But you know, it can be a bad connection for the antenna. It could be <clears throat> that the antenna itself has failed, and the cable has failed. But but whatever it is, the radio's not getting. Uh, a signal from the antenna, and uh, if you figure that out, you'll get your radio back. Okay. Here's one I don't think we've had before. We're talking about the, your computers that are on your workbench. Does your computer do your computers work on a school truck? Uh, I, th- I think in most cases they do. Uh, <clears throat> the uh, onboard diagnostics on a vehicle are universal, so while we might not be able to get all the specific information on on a vehicle, we can at least get the emissions-related information uh, because that's just required on vehicles that there be a, uh, you know, a general diagnostics. Uh, uh, onboard diagnostics needs to be universally accepted. Okay. Just an alert to our listeners: if we don't uh, finish answering all the test questions, we'll uh, we'll start the show next week uh, with those. That's a promise. Uh, here's one, a Nissan Versa 2009 hatchback. The hatch will not open with the fob anymore. Is it repairable? I'm sure that it is, and I'm not sure if it's that it's not receiving the signal from the fob or if the fob itself has failed. I would try a second fob and uh, see if that solves the problem for you. Uh, if it does not, then you'll have to bring it in. But, again, if I, you know, that... that Communication stuff is all available. That information is all available to me over the computer. So uh, if I connect my computer up to yours, I'll get the information and find out what's going on with that. Okay. Uh, let's see what this listener wants. So when hooking up a trickle charger to a 2014 Prius, do you hook the charger to the battery in the back or do you hook it up in the front of the car with a fuse box and ground? Uh, either is fine. But the most efficient way is to hook it up directly at the battery. Uh, that's how you're going to be sure that, that you're getting the most charge going into the battery is if you're connected right to the battery. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, this texture has a 2016 Toyota RAV4, 150,000 miles on it. Lately, texture says, I've noticed harsher downshifting periodically. Sometimes it seems to rev a little more before shifting. And I can't find a transmission dipstick. Uh, there might not be a transmission dipstick. That's 
very possible. I don't know for sure without looking it up, but on many cars there's a procedure that we have to go through, uh, including bringing the transmission up to a certain operating temperature and and a whole bunch of conditions, and then you remove a plug, and if you remove that plug, a little bit of fluid is supposed to trickle out, and if it does not, then the transmission is low. That's how many of them are nowadays, and so if you want your transmission fluid checked, you might have to bring it into a shop and get some help with that. Dan, we have got about a minute, minute and a half to go here. Let me do one more, and then we'll let you go. When I switch to my winter tires on steel wheels in my 2014 VW Golf, there are no uh, TPMS sensors in those rims. How do I get the dash light to go off is the question. Yeah, you don't. It, uh, it's looking for those sensors, and that warning light is on because it, it, it wants the sensors, and um, the light will just stay on unless you choose to put some sensors in those wheels, which you can do. You can clone the sensors that are on your vehicle and um, copy them and put those in those other tires, and then that'll take care of it for you. All right, very good. Uh, I know we have to let you go. We'll talk again next week, I hope. But uh, how do we get in touch with uh, the good folks at Lloyd's Automotive? Well, come on over. We are at 982 Grand Avenue, which is right between Lexington and Victoria. Uh, You can find us on the web at lloydsautomotive.net, L-L-O-Y-D-S, lloydsautomotive.net, or give us a call, 651-228-1316. All right, Dan, thank you. We'll pick up where we left off here in the text messages and invite more listeners as well. Dan, you have a good week. Thanks so much. Thanks, Denny. You too. Dan Burns, Lloyd's Automotive in St. Paul. Get those lawn questions and garden questions ready because Master Gardener Teresa Rooney will be in studio next hour here on 830-WCCO. In the midst of a thunderstorm, some rain here in the Twin Cities. Our current uh, temperature reading 67 as we head to a high with more rain on the way, probably around 78 degrees. Stay with us here on CCO. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.